Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Hi, everyone. Elaine and Diane here. And we know that you want your complex kids to grow up to be happy and independent. And yet you're not always sure how or when to help with that. In this podcast, we'll encourage you to collaborate with all kinds of complex kids and support them in navigating life and learning. And we'll interview leading experts from around the world, as well as parents in our own community, talking about how training for parents actually helps these complex kids. We'll talk about the issues we hear parents struggling with all the time and how a coach approach can support and empower your amazing young people. We won't tell you what to do. We're going to help you figure out how. So let's move on to the next conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to another conversation in the Parenting with Impact podcast. Diane and I are here today with our dear friend and colleague and client, Melanie Sobosinski. Did I say that right? Because you did. Heard the one and only Dr. Melanie. How about that? Dr. Melanie. <laughs> That'll work too. <laughs> and we're so excited to have you here today because you wear a lot of hats in relationship to us and us to you. Hopefully right? only one at a time, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That would be exhausting. It probably is already, but that's okay. Complicated lives, complicated children. What can I say? Right. So, Melanie, kick us off by giving us a little bit of the backstory. How did you end up doing what you're doing? Maybe tell a little bit about how you connected in with us, and we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is one of those I'm the last to know kind of stories, so... I was an ADHD coach, and then my kid got diagnosed, and to support my kid, I got diagnosed, and the person who did my diagnosis said, you got to talk to Elaine and Diane, and I came to you, and it was like coming home. I was like, mm. just, I mean, like, what can I say? I love you guys. It was the best decision I've ever made. Thank you for that. I just want to receive that acknowledgement for a minute because yeah. it, it, the feeling is mutual. And Diane and I have, have, I remember when we first started playing with you, we'll use that term because you <laughs> came in first as a parent, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and then joined us as a professional in our professional yes. certification program. And I'm not going to use the term hot mess, but when. <laughs> Wait, her or us? Wait. Any of us. Any but of us. When we first met you, you were really struggling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Elaine, you've got an article you wrote about complex kids and the journey of the complex parents. And like every time I read that, like tears come to my eyes because I feel so seen. Mm. It was a real odyssey to figure out all the things that we needed to figure out as a family to get as you guys put it, the tone of the home where we wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and okay. so we got just one more thing on that, because I just want to reaffirm, right? You were an ADHD coach. You'd been a professional mm -hmm. organizer. It's not like you didn't, mm -hmm. quote, know this stuff, right? Yeah. But it was, but I, it's different when you're looking at yourself and your family, right? Well, what I needed was somebody to hold my hand while I figured out one little piece at a time, what changes I needed to make to put the whole thing together, to allow other people to change around me, to allow us all to grow and level up 
in a way that would help us move forward to to even just figure out which diagnoses to pursue next and doing it by figuring out what changes we needed to make and then having looked so carefully, getting curious again and again and again and again to then be able to say, here's what I'm saying, seeing, take that to a professional and say, can you see what I see too? I'm looking mm. for that, looking for that validation, looking for that external, external thing. We all need a time because we can't just do it inside our own brains. Yeah. Well, and what I know about you, Melanie, is just how fiercely you've advocated for your kids in this process and worked hard to partner with diagnosticians and therapists and, you know, kind of everything else. And I think I want you to like install instill hope and and expectation in some of our parents that sometimes we've got to just really we got to buckle down and and that's really what you did and you did it really brilliantly yeah i think i spent more than a year in the in your group coaching program just working on mornings Mm -hmm. and it is so so much better now and also i had trouble getting my kids out of the house this morning in time for this interview because (laughs) mornings are still hard. They're just not hard in the same way. Kids keep growing and leveling up. And, but now we're really working together in a positive way. And, and the kids were like, yeah, say whatever you want on the podcast. We're, we're, we're super happy, whatever you need to say, because we listen to other people in our lives, talk about their parents. And we know we really dodged a bullet there. <laughs> ah. yeah, I totally get that. My, my kids would say very much the same things. Like, you know, I could complain about you, but I can't really complain because I hear my friends and, um, and I, and I hear what you're saying about mornings. I remember when mornings shifted from being horrible because they were, or we were late because of the yelling to we were late because we were having a great conversation. Yes. <laughs> right? yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a huge shift. The, the other thing I want to highlight in something you said, because you said it subtly, but it's really, it's important, is that part of what I I have witnessed you gain in this process, right? And again, you were, a pro, you were a client with us for a long time before you put on your professional hat with us mm-hmm. and, and trained with us and became certified. And there's something that you said about as parents, getting the perspective and understanding it differently or better, and then bringing that those insights and those awarenesses back to the providers yeah. so that our role as a parent is to be part of the process. And the reason parents are part of recommended treatment is because we're there all the time and we see things and we understand it. And when you are well-informed as a parent... Mm-hmm. And you are you are like doing, quote, all the right stuff as a parent. It allows you to actually see where the gaps are and become a better advisor to the providers who are supporting your kids. So will you speak Absolutely. to that a little bit? Because I think that's it's not easy for people to see. And you have a very clear experience of it. Yeah. I mean, you said it so eloquently, but I feel like it's just like I keep going in circles in productive circles. Like I check in here, I have this conversation, I get an insight, and then I take that conversation around to everyone 
mm-hmm. the process, popping up new insights, which I then take around to everyone. And so I think of myself, my family members, the teachers, the providers, the doctors, the specialists, you know, we're all a team. I'm the person who's connecting the team, mm-hmm. coordinating the team. And the team isn't just centered on, you know, whichever kid has the most obvious problem in the moment. The team is also for me, because so much of the work is about like, how am I responding to things? How can I mm-hmm. can become a more skilled person in this moment, whether personally, as a parent, professionally, mm-hmm. and it and the insights just keep looping back and feeding on each other in, in productive ways. The, the word that comes to me, as you said, it isn't circle, but it's spiral. It's like yeah, it's spiraling like a forward. It's yes. continuously moving forward. Yeah. Yes. Like right. there's growth mindset really deeply embedded in there. Yeah. Well, and that it's, it's part of the journey and not something you shouldn't have to do. Right. It's just sort of, I think a lot of times our parent, as parents, we think, okay, I've got the, I've got a diagnosis check and I just kind of deal with it or work with it from there. But there's this iterative process that you've been going through. That's such a uh, important piece. So how, how did, I mean, take us back to that moment when you realized things were not typical. Well, that, that keeps happening, right? I mean, there's the first <laughs> insight and you go out and get help and it's maybe partially helpful. And then you ride for a while and you're like, okay, we're still not lining up where we have once again diverged from typical development, go out, get the help, work on that, say, okay, here's what we're able to address. Here's where we're still seeing a gap. And okay, go back out, go find more resources. And sometimes it's about like, how much bandwidth do I have to work on this? Yeah. Sometimes I don't have as much bandwidth. Other times, you know, we're still integrating something. I know there's something more, but it's not time yet. Or Mm -hmm. maybe the kid's not ready for that part of the process yet. I mean, there was there, we waited to get um, uh, diagnoses around learning challenges until we had everything else more or less nailed down because you wouldn't have been able to see it for the noise before that. Mm -hmm. And And that's not to say to everybody, I just want to caution. She's not saying wait to do this until you do that. I want to really, because for some people, getting the, the LD diagnosed early allows you to get to the other things. Other stuff, so right. That's really other person's paying attention, Right. So it's paying attention to your child and what the next need is for that child. The particular child. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's going to be different for each kid, each age, each family. Yeah. I have a yeah. memory when one of my kids, there was a big nutritional piece as part of the, the diagnosis early on. And the the psychologist sent me to a nutritionist and they were eight and I made the appointment and then I canceled it because as you just said, I couldn't handle it. I knew they were going to tell me to take a food out of the diet. And at that time, this is over 20 years ago, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. And so I delayed it like a year and a half. And then I was ready to go back in. Yes. On the one hand, I should have done it at eight, quote, should. On the other hand, 
I couldn't handle it. And I needed to do it when I could, when I was ready. And when I did, it made all the difference in the world for everybody. But had I tried to do it before I was ready to do it, that wouldn't, we wouldn't have gotten the results we got and we probably wouldn't have stuck with it. So a little bit to taking care of yourself in this process. Well, if I don't take care of myself, I can't do anything about the tone of the home. I become the problem in the tone of the home as opposed to the solution. And for that, I need a team of my own. I mean, it's not just, I mean, a lot of us, it can be really easy as a parent to get fixated on the kid and what do I need to work on with the kid and what I'm doing with that. But I found it really helpful in parallel to kind of have my own adult team, my own adult process to be, you know, getting coached around my business things, around my personal things, um, getting my own therapy, working with my own doctors, working with diagnostic specialists as needed so that I could be in the place where I felt cared for to the depths that I needed to, to be able to continue to generate care for, you know, at times, very challenging kids in very challenging situations. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we've talked about what makes it hard as a parent. What are the things that you find that sustain you through this spiral? Well, curiosity, for one thing. I mean, there's always something new to learn, something always new around the corner. And like getting a diagnosis, especially when you get doubt thrown at you from various directions, shade thrown at you about whether a a particular uh, diagnosis is is valid or real or even exists in some Mm -hmm. cases, Mm -hmm. to find a professional who can look look at from the same direction that you're looking and going, yeah, I see what you see. You're seeing something that's that's here that's real. So those are kind of like the landmark views where you've like, you've climbed up and you get like big picture view and then you rest there for a while and then you keep climbing because you know there's another view around the hill and then there then there are moments when you get to a hard one developmental milestone and suddenly your kid gets something or like um, something starts working in their brain that was not quite there before and you just see these developmental cascades where like things mm-hmm. keep happening and it's super exciting and you know you just see growth and independence and ability to do so much more that wasn't accessible before. And that's super exciting too. It's all about just kind of starting with where the kids are. What can I do to help them get to the next stage? Watching that unfold. And then what do I need to do as a parent to level up mm-hmm. so that I'm ready to meet them where they are now? Because, you know, this is this has been true ever since my kids were babies, right? You you learn how to deal with the stage that they're at and then they grow and you have right. to, you have to Damn level it. up. Too. It. It's, that, it's that video game metaphor, right? Like yeah. every time you've got this, the new something level changes. The next level. Yeah. The, right? the only and constant I don't, in life as a parent is change. Well, it's and almost I don't see like that stopping as they get to adulthood either. Right. No, no. Well, no. and I love that video game analogy, right? It's this sort of, I believe that, you know, the universe doesn't give us anything that we can't handle. And that's why we don't give birth to 17 year olds. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. So, 
I want to I want to take a quick break and then I, I want to come back and take us in a in a slightly different direction. Are we cool with that? Absolutely. Hi, it's Elaine. And if you like this podcast, you'll love our coach approach. Whether you're a parent looking for support or a professional supporting families, we invite you to download a free guide with 12 key coaching tools at impactparents.com slash gift. You can begin using a coach approach to help kids become more independent or improve all of your conversations at work and at home. That's impactparents.com slash gift. Okay. So we are back. And, and what I want to guide us to talk about from here is, so you came into our community and to coach approach as a coach, mm-hmm. there was something about it that resonated for you differently and mm-hmm. to such an extent that you began to become certified in it. And even though mm-hmm. you're not working with technically working with parents as a coach, now you're working in a professional capacity. Um, there was something about this neurodiversity informed coach approach that, that we teach at Impact Parents that really spoke to you. So will you talk a little bit about what was it that got your attention to, to the point that you actually wanted to, to continue your training in this arena? So I'll start by outing myself as a straight to solutions fix it type. That's just my orientation has been really my whole life. And is actually one of the things that made it possible for me to be as successful as I am, despite the amount of neurodivergence sitting around in my family tree and in my own personal experience. So I'm like, problem, how am I going to fix this? Problem, how am I going to fix this? And it's part of what we love about her, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, it's true. And I get very, I get very creative and I get very nerdy and I like to look into these things. And also, there's a lot of value in the get curious and the slowing down and the observing and mm-hmm. taking time. So that was one thing that I saw that I needed support in as a parent, as a coach, as a professional, where your program helped me slow down and dial into that bit. Mm-hmm. The other bit that I found just really wonderful was how the shifting expectations. How, how do you shift expectations to the kids you have instead of the kid you're supposed to have? Right. Well, I could keep going because there are, there are so many different pieces that resonated for me. But that, that just that taking aim and the one thing at a time. And are you really sure you're down to one thing? Mm-hmm. Are you taking aim on what you're curious about, or are you taking aim on a solution? I mean, that's that for me where was where the the learning growing edge. Mm. And secondly, it was like finding my people, like yeah. just just the kind of the congruence. Like it just felt like the the right home for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. so talk a little bit. So now, I mean, you you've been connected to this for a long time. Mm-hmm. When you think about your own practice as a coach, are there components, are there things that you've been using and doing and building into your work on a regular basis? Absolutely. It's, um, I mean, there, there are some, some go-to coaching questions that I've just internalized from you, you guys. Um, you know, what are we taking aim on today? Or, you know, how does that resonate for you? 
some of it is is just the the presence you bring to your coaching, both individual and in groups. Um, I like to find good models and hang out with them. So, mm-hmm. did I answer your question? Yeah, I think you did. I think what I, I guess what I'm curious about is, you know, for other professionals out there, mm-hmm. you know, it's like this sort of who are curious about our training program and, and becoming, a, you know, a sanity school certified trainer, you know, is there, are there words of wisdom that you would give them about, you know, the value that you've gotten from having gone through the training as a professional? So that's at a, at a couple of different levels. I mean, ultimately I did it because as a parent, this stuff was too good not to share. Mm-hmm. As a parent, as a professional, this was too good not to go into deeper. Mm-hmm. And as a deeply ADHD person, I know myself, I could spend a very long time attempting to reinvent the wheel when I could just like hook up with you guys and use your wheel mm-hmm. with a license, with permission, with training, with supervision and get a lot further than if I was still, you know, sitting in my office, chipping away at how am I, how do I want to put this all together into something? Um, so it's, it's, it's really about knowing myself really well and designing for what I need. But ultimately it's because this, the, the work that you two do is too important not to be pushing it forward, not to be like making it more visible. Hmm. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. And I'm going to, as much as I hate to wrap the conversation, I think it's a great segue. Let's tell people, where are you now? What are you doing? And how can people find out about you? Because it is it is really interesting that in, in some way you're where you are now because you went through this journey with us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also where I am now is partly where I was before the journey. So right. before I even hooked up, with you, I was doing ADHD coaching for professors, for academics, people who work in universities. And I've continued to do that the entire time that I've been engaged with you. And you were also able to hook me up with Casey Dixon, who runs Dixon Life Coaching. And I am just super happy to be on her team. And I run now group coaching for professors and Casey Dixon, who is awesome and has a coaching model, which is so congruent right. with the impact parents model. You know, they focus on different things because it's different to be talking about an adult working on themselves versus a parent working with a whole family. But there's so many synergies between mm-hmm. the models. Yeah. And, and I really love supporting the adults. I mean, I, I have worked with parents, but that's, I'm competent there, but it's not where I really shine. Mm-hmm. Where I really Nerdy shine is working genius. in my, you know, with academics, sort of getting nerdy with the nerds uh, on extremely nerdy presentations of ADHD. And sometimes parenting comes into that. And if it does, it's so important for people to take, you know, to take care of themselves that putting on your own oxygen mask so that you're feeling professionally successful, you're feeling successful in managing your own ADHD so that you can then go out and, and work with managing your kids' ADHD and other, other issues. 
even more than that, it's something that you guys say a lot, which is like, you have to show them you have to model, you have to ask for help first. And mm-hmm. that, that I think makes, makes all the difference. I mean, they, my kids see me working on myself, working with my clients, or at least during the pandemic, it was hard to avoid them seeing me working with my <laughs> clients, at least occasionally. So they, they only heard my side of it, but what a great way to let my kids know what all their options are to take care of themselves is by overhearing me talk about it with other people, with other adults yeah. who are looking for that kind of help. Yeah, no, that's that's beautiful. And we'll we'll put a link to Melanie and and Dixon Life Coaching in the in the show notes. And after laugh, I was talking to Casey the other day, and we were joking that you're on the podcast before she is. So, um, she, we had that conversation. So stay tuned. Casey will be joining us on the podcast. Thank you for creating the lever, Melanie. So she kind of had to say yes this time. And- <laughs> oh, like all of you are awesome. You know what can I say? I'm I'm so lucky to have such great colleagues and have excuses to hang out with them so often. It's a great feeling, isn't it? Yeah. So, Melanie, how do how do we wrap this up? What is there anything we haven't covered that you want to make sure we cover, or is there something you want to go back and reiterate in this conversation? I promised my kids when I got their permission to oh, yeah. talk about them on this podcast. I promised my kids that I would tell the world how much we love our awesome dog. So, <laughs> now done that. This I is thought you were going to you. You mentioned that earlier. I was thought I thought you were going to talk something about your dog's neurodiversity or something. I wasn't sure what. Well, was I, I'm sure my dog is also neurodiverse. You know, both of my, my dogs kids, are. Oh, my gosh, know, dogs, one of my kids wears, right. wears that. You know, there there's an identity between like a, a a very strong overlap identity Venn diagram between that child and the dog, and yes. you know, it's 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 just a joy to have all of them in the house. I love that. Well, and and when we first started talking before we got on the on the show, everybody, Melanie had checked in with her kids to make sure they were okay with her talking about their family dynamic. And they gave resounding approval. And and what we said was, you know, that that is the demonstration of what it's about is that you have the kind of relationship with your kids where they're like, yeah, mom, go because you've done all this work to cultivate that relationship. So they're supporting you in bringing this out to the world. And that that's a testimony to you and the work you've done yeah. as well. As Absolutely. They, they will say, thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. Yeah. We totally dodged a bullet. They'll talk about issues that classmates are having with parents and then say, I'm so glad I live in this house. And, and that. That, that just feels really good every single time they say it. Yeah. I and it's, I can't and it's wait for them to say it to you at 15 when they're like, and I still feel good living in this house. <laughs> I have teenagers. And yes, yes, that's, that's what I'm getting for my teenagers. The right. uh, just, the t- they're still resentfully grateful to be, <laughs> to be in the house. You know, I, I, just, I always take the long view of things. So I'm, I'm always pushing them to be that one bit more independent, you know, to be the, I know you can do this, even though you're you're not sure yet. But I'm, yeah. I'm sure that whatever it is, that we'll be able to handle it. Yeah. Whether or not it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that, and we have been together long enough that your kids are teenagers now, and that's just and I that forget about that up a little bit too. And ours, and ours are in their twenties. 
So Melanie, uh, last little bit, do you have a favorite quote or motto that you would like to share with our audience? Oh, I have too many. What's popping up in this moment is everything in moderation, including moderation. My One of my favorites. Love that one. One of my favorites, everything in moderation, including moderation. That was a great line I use with my teenagers a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Beautiful. So my friend, thank you. Thank you for, for for your journey, for sharing it, for trusting us as part of your journey, for being what we haven't said today. And I really want to say before we wrap is that I know that we've been a resource for you and you've been an amazing resource for Mm us. You have that. Like oh, Melanie thanks. is our go-to when we need to understand something or we need that deeper dive into research or we need to. Melanie, like, go read this there's book. There's got to be research on something. <laughs> like I have an entire panel on my Trello board that's research from Melanie because because <laughs> she ke- like she's part of what keeps us informed because she's out there doing that research in a way that neither of us do it quite as intently. So thank well, you. Well, I, I, I'll be specific because research is kind of that I think you guys are doing research and that you're getting this what works database going in, yeah. in your work with clients. I do reading. I, I read what other people have published. But yes, I'm deep in the peer-reviewed uh, research journal publications that involve statistics and, and study designs and, and uh, you know, the very academic nerdy stuff that you need university library access and to get to. Sometimes we need nerdy stuff. And when we need nerdy yeah, stuff, what do stuff I really, there's really nobody need. better than Melanie. <laughs> I, I can never decide whether I need your password to the university library website or whether I just need to say, Melanie, please do this for me. Right. Help me find. <laughs> Friend ILL is what we there call we it in the academic community. <laughs> right. It's exactly what it is. All right, everybody. Thank, Melanie, thank you again. We loved yeah. this oh, conversation. We love, we love having you in our world. Um, to those of you listening, take a moment, tune in with yourself, check in. What are the insights you're taking away from this conversation? Take a deep breath. I'm watching Melanie take a breath and let it out. Like, what are you noticing about what's coming to you from this conversation? What are you aware of? What insights are you taking? And maybe what do you want to do with that information moving forward in the coming week? How do you want to apply this insight to your life this week? And as always, thanks for what you're doing for yourself and for your kids. You make a huge difference in your life, in their lives, and in the tone of your home. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Behavior therapy training for parents is actually recommended as a first-line treatment for complex kids. For information about Sanity School, our training program for parents or teachers, which has helped thousands of families around the globe, visit impactparents.com slash sanity school. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.